Welcome to Five Friday Feedback on the Five Guys podcast, where we recap key takeaways from our most recent episode in order to help cement the information in your mind. We'll also be providing insights to burning questions from our community members in the viewer mailbag. Remember, the Five Guys podcast is your trusted source for all things financial independence, and we're thrilled to have you here with us on this journey. So whether you're listening while commuting, at the gym, or just relaxing at home, we're here to provide you with the knowledge and inspiration you need to achieve your financial goals. The Fly Guys is a podcast dedicated to providing general information and insights on a wide range of wealth-related topics. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and guests and do not constitute personalized financial advice. The content provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be considered a substitute for professional financial advice. Your financial situation and goals are unique, and the information provided here may not be applicable or suitable for your specific circumstances. We, the host, and the guests of the Fly Guys are not acting as your financial advisor. We are not aware of your individual financial situations, risk tolerance, or investment objectives. Any decisions or actions you take based on the information provided on this podcast are your own and made at your own risk. I may be a financial advisor, but I am not your financial advisor. And now that the lawyers are happy, let's get started. Five Friday feedback. Five Friday feedback. Five Friday feedback. Welcome back, listener. Thank you so much for joining us for this historic Five Friday feedback. Oh my God. The smack on that desk. Oh man, I'm awake now. It's my rubber ring. It's just pop, pop, pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just going after the desk. Got a personal beef with the desk. Yeah, we're waking everyone up on Fridays. Get Dude, up. Dude, get up. It's time to talk about finance. It's talk about finance. Talk about it's a recap episode. It's of a recap re- episode. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's <laughs> we're yeah. in a we're, we're, we're getting really meta today. You it's better. a recap of a recap. Welcome to Inception with Christopher Nolan. Go you ever seen that movie? Yeah, of course. I've never seen that movie. Of course, of course. Uh, you've seen all of Almost all the Nolan movies. I haven't seen the new one, Tenant. I still haven't seen that movie. Did you see Oppenheimer? Yeah. You saw Oppenheimer? Oh, wait, no. No, I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I guess I haven't seen a lot of movies. Honestly, Tenant. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Tenant. I haven't seen Oppenheimer. Um, I'm waiting for it to come out on DVD. That's good. That's or, well, I'm waiting for it to come to streaming. Yeah, streaming. I was like, who are you? Yeah, I my father? <laughs> yeah, I need uh, the VHS. I need the VHS. <laughs> That's when it awesome. comes to my local um, blockbuster, blockbuster. <laughs> I'll watch Dang. It. Dude, I remember they had a blockbuster on the corner, like right near the grocery store. Oh, I miss it. Really? I, I remember going in there as a kid. I remember going there as a kid, too. I remember when they started doing video games, too. And I would, like, rent video games for my PS2, probably. Maybe PS1. Dude, life was... I don't want to say life is better back then, but, like, the nostalgia of it. I remember my mom, uh, just, like, on a Friday, we would go... To Redbox, you remember the Redbox, yeah. and we'd rent. Still, a, they still have Redbox. Still have Redbox outside of, outside of like gas stations and stuff. Oh, dude, we'd rent like a we'd rent a movie and we rent a game on the Wii. I don't know. You see, you, you see, like you, you. Would you want to go back to that? Because it's so much more convenient just to turn on your TV and literally have everything at your fingertips. You don't it have is. to leave your house it ever. Is. Yeah, it is. But it's, it, I feel like you had you you want what you don't have currently. I guess that's true. And it's like. Damn, I get I have to stay in I get to stay inside all the time now. It's like no, you I could still go outside and go to Redbox. It's just not the same. I think there's also maybe there's like a little bit of decision fatigue because mm. nowadays you can have you have everything at your fingertips. You yeah. can you can order any food you want, you can have yeah. any TV show, play any video game and just download it immediately. Back in the day you had to go to either Blockbuster or Redbox and like you had the choices that they had available. So much better. I don't know. I, I, I disagree, but okay, you can remember what how you want to remember things. Well, let me tell you, 
You but you haven't been in my house trying to pick a movie. So I guess that's true. <laughs> There's and then if you pick a movie and it's not a good movie, then you got to hear about it. I'm going to hear about it yeah. or we just dip halfway through the movie. That's true. Oh, dude, I saw a movie the other day. It was on Netflix. It was not good. It was with uh the Falcon. I forget what his name is. You know the Avengers the Falcon? Yeah. It was with with him and it was like a movie about I don't even know what the movie was about. It was like ghosts and like time traveling and drugs and it was so bad. <laughs> it was all over the place. Oh, I don't man. know what's happening. It was so movie. terrible. Like the movie was an hour and a half. It could have been 40 minutes. Like it was stretched way too long. And then he lost his dog and you're like, oh man, you're going to lose a dog like this? Like, I don't know what's happening in that movie. Yeah. Was it, what's it on? Netflix. Oh, okay, no, I'm yeah. not watching. I'm telling you, anything that's direct to Netflix or direct to streaming Probably not. Some of them, yeah, most of them are like eighty-five percent of them are not good movies. They're yeah. just making garbage. My wife likes to watch like Love Is Blind and like all those like mm-hmm. crap reality shows yep. where she's just yeah. like, "Can you believe this person?" Like, Ninety she, Day Fiance and stuff like that. I don't know about that, but oh. like some of the other ones, and she'll like like her friends watch it too. So they'll like sit there and they'll like text. Well, at least she has a good community of like friends that's good. And all, yeah, like that's talking good. talking crap on people on these shows. It's hilarious. What a dynamic. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah, you. She would probably like Ninety Day Fiance. My dad likes Ninety Day Fiance. Yeah. Okay. I'm not gonna tell her about it then. Yeah. She doesn't listen to the pod, so it's fine. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Well, anyway, welcome back to the Five Guys Five Friday feedback. Again, we are recapping our earlier episode this week, where we did a recap of the entire Five Crash Course. So this will be a recap to the recap, or we're going to be recapping faster than we recapped in that one. Last one was an hour. This SD card does not have an hour, so we are up against the gun right now. Let me tell you, we're four minutes and 51 seconds into this thing, and we got to get going. And putting the gun to our head, the first thing we want to talk about when we talk about the Phi Crash Course, in episode one of the Phi Crash Course, was discovering your why for Phi, or your Wi-Fi. Yep. How do we not bring up Wi-Fi last time? I don't know. That's why I brought it up right now. That's genius. Yep. I love it. Um, yeah. Well, what's your Wi-Fi? Exactly. Having a strong why when it comes to finance and achieving your financial independence is the key. Mm-hmm. You got to have a good motivator. Yeah. And there's so many different types of fuel for your why. You know, I like to think of like saying, I want to not lo- no longer work ever again, or I hate my job, so that's why I want to be fine. I think that's like a dirty fuel. It's a dirty fuel. It is. It's dirty fuel. It'll it'll drive you for a while, but it's not going to keep that sustained level of saying something to the effect of, I want to have more time with my family. Yeah. You know, I want to pursue a career that gives me satisfaction. I want security in life. Those things I feel are more, those are the clean fuels that are going to be able to run a lot lot longer. You'll be sustaining uh, your goal. Your journey a lot longer. Yeah, because I'll tell you what, this journey of FI is not easy. It's going to come with twists and turns. And if you're running on a dirty fuel, unfortunately, I see it a lot. When someone comes up against their first hardship, they're going to be like, I'm done with this. Yeah. You know, I'll just go back to the normal path. And the normal path isn't bad, but the normal path often doesn't really have financial independence as an ability. You're going to work. Yeah. Until you die. Yeah, you can only be angry for so long, honestly. It's until you decide to make a change. It, exactly, exactly. Uh, there's this quote. It was uh, it was from Nietzsche, and it doesn't really have to do with like anger per se. But like when I when I think about anger, I think about what anger does to a person. It kind of turns them into a bit of a monster, mm-hmm. right? And this quote was uh, you've heard it before. Whoever fights monsters should see to it that in the process he doesn't become a monster. Yep. And I love that. And if you gaze long enough into the abyss, yep. the abyss will gaze long enough, you know, it'll gaze back into you. And when you're using 
anger to fuel you. Sure, it'll get you. It's it's a good push. It's, it's a, a good push. It's yeah. a good acceleration. Mm -hmm. But like kerosene on a fire, it's good for an accelerant. But you need the 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 backbone, the the real core issues, the real core things to continue to burn that flame yeah. to get to five. I I do like to use sometimes, like especially for like training in jujitsu and stuff like that. Like sometimes you like to think about the people that want you to lose. I think that's good. Yeah. But it's kind of like running on if you're driving a car and you have nitrous oxide. Mm. If you run the car on gasoline and you use nitrous oxide every so often to get past the finish line, mm -hmm. that's fine. But if you run the vehicle on nitrous oxide, you're going to blow the engine up yeah. real, real quick. Yeah. And then you're not going to move anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I think anger is a tool that can be used sometimes, just not all the time. Yeah. But just know your why and finding a good why, a strong why that will endure is the best way to start on the path of financial independence. And the way that I like to recommend doing that is write down the top 10 things. And if you have a partner to have them do it together on different papers, write down the top 10 things that you enjoy doing in life. And then look for something that kind of bridges the gap between all of those. Yep. For me, again, it's spending time with family and being there for my loved ones and being able to support myself and do things that lighten me up every day. You know, it's so funny. We were talking before the pod about my job at this point is really just to think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I walk around and like think. Yeah. And through that ability, I've been able to bring on clients and help people on their journey to financial independence because I've been through it too. I know exactly what it's like. Definitely. You know, I've been in that place where you just feel like you're stuck and there's, you're never going to get out of this. Mm -hmm. And then it's just, it's really a, mind a mindset shift that allows you to break free of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Uh, in the second episode, we talked about understanding financial independence yeah. with our magical formula. It's very difficult to it's understand. It's very difficult. Income min minus expenses equals savings or the driver to five, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. And then we delve into the 4% rule, which is based off of the Trinity study, which is your safe withdrawal rate, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And that's the way you get to the 4% rule is you do 25 times your annual expenses. So say you make $60,000 a year. That mm -hmm. means you need $1.5 million to call yourself financially independent. And that you could pull 4% from that $1.5 million every year and have, with a 95% reasonable certainty, you will not run out of money. Yeah, so 25 times your annual expenses yep. is your FI number, mm -hmm. basically. A rule of thumb, yeah. Rule of thumb. Don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good guiding principle, but there yeah. is far more that we need to consider mm -hmm. before we're just going to say, like, we're good to go. I can eject yeah, yeah. from work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hit that eject yeah, button. Hit that eject button. I'm going. <laughs> Skyrocks me up. Uh, we also talked about mastering debt. Yep. Yeah. We talked about that's kind of the first step, right? We just mm -hmm. talked a second ago about income minus expenses equals your driver to five. Well, if you have debt, that's going to really drag you down on your expenses portion. Absolutely. Not to mention it grows. Yep. It's not just stale. It's not just sitting there, hey, wait, pay me off when you want. It's like, no, I'm I'm getting bigger by the day. Yeah, it's not like grandma or mom or dad who's like, hey, I'll give you a 0% interest loan to help <laughs> you out. Yeah. You know, when you do it from the bank or a credit card, you know, sometimes a personal loan could be, Upwards of seven, eight, nine percent, which is what you should expect in the market. Yeah. Or shoot, a credit card can be upwards of 26, 30 percent. Should be illegal. It is what it, it is. It's uncollateralized, so it is what it is. It is what it is. But we talked about different strategies for paying off your debt if you do find yourself in that. So that's the debt snowball, the debt avalanche, or the hybrid method. Yep. And we also talked about the importance of having a crisis fund if you still find yourself in that in that situation where you have finances, um, where you have a big debt problems. And then remember that. Debt, it's a scary beast, but you have to just take it out one day at a time, one day at a time and work on the systems and the habits. There is no like magic bullet of, I want a quick fix to getting rid of my debt. Because oftentimes what I find is someone will do the 
credit cards consolidation. They'll do the HELOC. They'll do whatever mm -hmm. they can in order to get this monkey off their back. But all that does is kicks the can down the road. Yeah. And now in six months, a year, they have a far worse situation because now all their debts are consolidated on the one credit card that now has a higher loan and they never fixed the habit. So now they have more yeah. debt or even, God forbid, they took out a home equity line of credit. They didn't fix the habit, and now their home is up for collateral yeah. where the bank could repossess their house. Once you master debt, you have to commit to not having debt again. That is very important. Or at least being smart with your debt, because yeah. there's good debt and there's bad debt. Yeah, and that's a, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother topic. But, but yeah. as, far as, as far as credit cards, that's mm -hmm. bad debt. Oh, yeah. yeah. And good debt... That's, we'll make a whole podcast on that, uh, a whole other episode. Yeah, there's no way in heck you can say, don't worry, my credit card is a good, yeah, yeah, good debt. There's no credit card that is good debt, I would say. Yeah, because you're using a credit card, often you're buying wants, not necessities. True. Or, I mean, who knows? I mean, the food could be a necessity, but then what other things could we have cut? Yeah, I feel like you could – a credit card is like a sword. Mm -hmm. It's a double-edged sword, and it can cut you or it can kill for you. It can it, – it, you know – it can get you the Southwest Companion Pass, like we're going to talk about next episode. Stay, stay, stay tuned. tuned to Monday. Stay tuned. Or it could put you in a financial situation where it's like, I screwed up. Yep. And a lot of that just comes down to being mindful of it mm -hmm. and being intentional with each decision that you Absolutely. make. Absolutely. You know, every time you swipe that card, what's the purpose of using that card over something else? Mm -hmm. You don't spend money you don't have. No. And so many people who I see, especially with the credit card game, where they'll be like, well, I, I do it for the points. There is no amount of points that is worth you not being able to pay off the credit card. Yeah. It's because for each point, they roughly value at one to two cents per point. If you're paying 26% interest, it doesn't matter how many points you have. No. You're losing. No, you're not winning. And that's how the credit card wins. Yeah. They know the majority of the people are going to fail, but we don't want to be in that group. We yeah. want to be in the group who use them strategically in order to travel the world for free. We're lucky that they haven't uh, gamified it more. Yeah. Well, it used to be a lot better. They've, they've yeah. got, they've, yeah, credit card points used to be like, kick butt. That's why I still have so many points from back then. But they've definitely lowered it down. Damn. Yeah, so now it's harder to get points than it used to be. That's dumb. That's whack. We also well, thought about... because people like us gamified the system and then we taught, we yeah, taught our audience. We taught about yeah, it. Yeah, we taught you, yeah. listener, how to do it. And now they're, they're, they're getting wise. I'm telling you, Chris, back in the day, man, it's not bad. You take me back to the Blockbuster era? Well, with the information you know now, but... The information I know now. Yeah, I mean, then you could have been rich. But, oh, I went about Bitcoin, right? Then. Exactly. <laughs> and then sold it when it got up to 95 and then got out. Bingo. Yeah. Damn. I need that time machine. Yeah. And then in episode four, we talked about mastering wealth building. And we talked again about the importance of understanding the equation of income minus expenses equals savings. So there's really three levers we can pull on here. Number one, we can increase our income by looking for... A better salary, mm -hmm. starting a side hustle. Yep. Um, we can also negotiate salary, negotiate our salary, or just move jobs. Mm -hmm. And we can also pull on the expense lever, so we can look for ways to decrease how much money we're spending every month in our discretionary wants. Make sure that we're focusing on our wants versus our needs. And then, of course, there's also the saving component and how much mm -hmm. we're investing. Mm -hmm. So that was all of episode four. We're just focusing on that. Definitely. And in episode five, we talked about the big three expenses. We're talking about. Housing, we're talking about food, and we're talking about transportation. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you were saying the last episode, it's 66% of the money that most Americans spend for fixed costs. Go to just those three. Those three things. Yeah, and then where does that leave you for taxes, for retirement, for just saving money for travel and having yeah. fun? 
There's really not a lot left after that. So it's very important that we we, fo- we obviously want to focus everywhere, right? So mm-hmm. like if you can save $5 on a cup of coffee every day, that's great. And that $5 is definitely going to add up. But rather than focus on that $5 cup of coffee, I say we focus on the million-dollar question. Where are you going to live? <laughs> how's, how's that going to be? You know, $5 of coffee a, a day versus $2,000 in rent. Yeah. Yeah. If you could house hack or get a buddy to live with you if you have an extra room, Dude, yeah. or rather than buying the biggest, baddest car every year or leasing the biggest, baddest car, <laughs> you could just get something that is fuel efficient and works well and sustains your life yeah. and that you maintain well. And even for eating out, like I, rather than just eating out with no intention, just kind of doing it because that's what mm-hmm. you've always done, mm-hmm. just adding a little bit of attention, just being a little bit mindful of yeah. I'm going to plan ahead is going to make your life so much easier. Yeah. And it works the opposite way too. If you don't have any food prepped or anything like that, you're just going to obviously go to what's easiest, which is fast food. But if you prepped food and you made that hard choice before, when you're like, oh, I'm hungry, I have all this food inside the fridge, you're going to eat that because it's easiest. It's even easier than going out to pick up food. You just have to throw in the microwave. Bingo. Microwave is... That's that's how you get to fly, is with your (laughs) microwave. (laughs) It's interesting. I was thinking about this when you were talking. I'm like, damn, the average person, how much they spend versus how much, like you spend on food? Because for those that don't know, Chris eats once a day. You haven't eaten yet today. No. It's four, it's four o'clock, mm-hmm. basically. That's crazy. Like, we're talking about people driving to work, they're pulling a Starbucks. Starbucks and probably a, maybe a, a, I don't know what they sell at a Starbucks. A bagel. A bagel or, or something. I, I don't think they sell bagels at Starbucks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We don't go to Starbucks. We don't go to Starbucks. Um, I don't drink coffee. Whenever yeah. I do, I end up getting a... I don't drink coffee either. I go to the bathroom real fast. Like yeah, water is best. Yeah. Why, why would I drink coffee? Uh, so it's like, all right, you're already that's like nine dollars right there. Mm-hmm. So bam, then we got about lunch, going out to eat again. Mm-hmm. That's at least that's got to be the twenty. When I was working at my last financial firm, there were guys that would do this every single day. They go to like Sprouts and they get like the full little lunch thing. Yeah, like every day it was like twenty six bucks. I mean, that's like an hour of your day. That you've dedicated, like, oh, the, when I get into work today, the first hour is just going towards paying for my breakfast. For lunch. Yeah. Or paying for my lunch, yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. It just doesn't. And then on the way home when you're so tired, you're just like, oh, might as well just swing into McDonald's because it's, it's quote unquote cheap. cheap. It's not I, cheap anymore. I drove to San Diego recently. We went to McDonald's for like breakfast, which I wouldn't recommend, but I did it. Um, we got two sandwiches and a drink and it came out to like 13 bucks. It's crazy. Yeah, I was like, I thought this was supposed to be cheap. Yeah, fast food used to be cheap and it used to be decent quality. Now the quality is crap. The the food is small and it's just expensive. They lost their they they, they didn't know who they they don't know who they are. I don't know. Cause like what I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. When yeah. I was a kid, I remember like McDonald's was like a treat because we didn't have a lot. So no, yeah. Going it was to a McDonald's treat. was like, whoa, like yeah. I get a happy meal is with a toy. With a toy is crazy. Yeah. Um, now it's like there's no toys and the Happy Meals suck. <laughs> it's like hey, you get a sad. They don't have toys. Probably not. Yeah. I, when I when I last went, they didn't have any toys. <laughs> Did you try ordering a Happy Meal as an adult? All right, uh, episode six. <laughs> episode um, six. Uh, increasing your I want income. My mighty kids meal. There's my toy. <laughs> um, no comment. Uh, Dude, the Happy Meals suck nowadays, though. I'm going to be honest. They're not great. They're not great. Yeah. Don't ask how I know that. Don't worry about that. Don't, you don't need to look into the details, okay? In episode six, we talked about ways to increase your income to buy more Happy Meals, though. If you want that if to be If that is thing, your life, enjoy it. We talked about the importance that 
you can always cut your expenses down. You can only cut your expenses down to such a low limit before you start living underneath the bridge, you know? Yeah. But your income potential is infinite. Yeah. You could be $10. You could be Jeff Bezos level. You yeah. can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. So we outlined seven steps for earning yearly raises if you work a W-2 job. Bingo. Number one was perform as well as possible. Number two is be likable and pleasant. Number three was network. Dress for success. <laughs> Continue developing your skills. Also managing yourself. And then finally, market yourself. That's a, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Because if your bosses don't know the skills you have, then you're not as valuable to them. Right. And this is dichotomy here, right? Because you want to market yourself in that you're letting your bosses know of what things you do for the company. But mm -hmm. you also don't want to go to the other extreme where you're just trying to vanity and like blow yourself up outside of proportion. Because people could smell that a mile away. Yeah, that's just true. trying to be like, look at me. All praise me. God, what an arrogant prick. Yeah. Gosh. Look, I did my job. Like, yeah, yeah. You only talk about when you go above and beyond the yeah. kind of things that you do that separate you from everyone else yeah. in the company. Don't act like you deserve an award for doing your job. Yeah. Yeah. And then outside of that, there's also another way if you don't work a W-2 job, or you probably should, but if you, you can also do side hustles, right? And that can be added on, stacked. We can stack these together, having a W-2 job and a 1099 side hustle where yeah. we're bringing in additional money. Dude, I'm telling you, side hustles are the future. I love, I love side hustles. There's so many ways now, like the gig economy. Oh it's so easy. God. Everyone has a phone. All you got to do is download an app and you can start immediately. And that's just like a simple way. Like there's so many other ways where you can make money online. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Uh, in episode seven, we talked about uh, investing made simple and addressing uncertain markets. Mm -hmm. We also talked about emphasizing a long-term through success through market fluctuations, the market goes up, the market goes down. If you zoom in too close to the market, if you really see like what it is on the hour by hour, like you said, it's gonna be like an EKG chart. It's gonna be wild, you know, it's gonna be wild. You're gonna be very nervous if you're looking at it. But if you zoom out, you see it on the yearly time horizon, 10 year, 50 year, it goes up. Yep, and that's why we focus on having a long-term perspective. You know, majority of our audience are in our 20s and our 30s. Mm -hmm. We have a long-term perspective. We put our money in our, R in our IRAs or in our 401ks, Guess what? You can't touch it to your 59 and a half anyways. And that might even change to be later by the time we're there. Yeah. So you definitely have a long-term time horizon. So keep it in there. Don't worry about the daily vicissitudes of life. Just focus on you. Focus on your habits. Focus on your beliefs. Mm -hmm. And then in episode eight, we talked about the second part of Investing Made Simple, where we give you guys the five, five guys rules for successful long-term investing. I'm going to let you start on this one. All righty. So number one, rule number one is understanding that the market always goes up in the long term. In the long term is important. Number two, acknowledge that market corrections are inevitable and unpredictable. And also in rule number three, we talked about no one can consistently time the market. Yep. So if you have someone, and I know that there's some people who say like, well, look at my history. I've called it this many times. But there's something called perma bears and perma bulls where the perma bears are always saying the sky's falling. The perma bulls are always saying the market's going to go up. So guess what? They're both going to be right some of the time, and they only focus on the times that they're right, and they don't talk about the times that they were wrong. Yeah, so true. Uh, number four, once you grasp the basic the basics of investing, paying less attention can often be beneficial. You don't need to stick with the news every single day. Majority of the news that is quote unquote breaking news is the same stuff they rehashed an hour earlier. Yeah, like I was watching the news last night, and they were talking about a bus crash that happened. They're like, they're like breaking news. There was a bus crash, and six people died, and they're like. This was from two weeks ago. 
And then they just went on to the next round. I'm like, wait, wait, you told me a bus crash? Yeah, this is national news two weeks ago? Breaking news. The Titanic sunk 100 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I swear, I swear. Uh, rule number five. Uh, rule number five. Rule number five. 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 <laughs> financial independence. Uh, avoid panicking when the market fluctuates and it experiences significant downturns. Yeah. Remember, you want to be the calm in the storm. I talked about last time that had you missed the top five performing days in the last year of the stock market, you would have missed out on almost all the gains. The top five. Just five highest days. Per, highest performing days. Yep. You would have, you would have lost up pretty much all of your gains. Mm. So if I gave you a calendar and said, choose the five days you want to be invested, you're not going to get it. No, no, you're probably, probably not. Yeah, you, you might get one of them. Maybe statistically you won't, but maybe you'll get one of them. Yeah. But if you just stay throughout the whole situation, you're gonna you're gonna at least get the average returns. And here in investing, only in investing is average almost the best. Yeah. And then we introduced uh, index funds and ETFs. Yep. And I told you guys that I prefer ETFs just because of a myriad of different reasons. You can always go back to episode eight to learn about that. And there is more reasons just that. But I didn't want to sit there the entire time talking about index fund, mutual yeah. funds versus ETFs. Yeah, yeah. We also talked about in episode nine, tax optimization. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun, very underrated <laughs> episode. Go back and check it out, yeah. let me tell you. Keep more of what you earn. And we talked about the difference between marginal and effective tax rate. And then most importantly, that you actually have the ability to control your tax rate yep. in any given year. And by controlling that tax rate today, you're actually setting yourself up better in the future. Because in the future, now if you're controlling your tax rate using some little bit of Roth, a little bit of traditional, when you're in retirement, you'll be able to make those decisions as to what's going to be best for you at that time. Because we don't know. Taxes might be higher. They might be lower. I believe that they're going to be higher, so I plan for that. Yeah. it's Plan for the worst. Expect the, you know, hope for the best. Exactly. My thoughts exactly. Uh, let's see. We talked about tax optimization. We also talked about insurance. This mm-hmm. is episode 10, protecting yeah. your family and your assets. Yeah. I think that was a really informative episode for me, especially the fact that I learned that, uh, I can pull out a policy on your hair. Yeah, you, you definitely can. I you can. Reach, I out to, reach out to the Lloyds of London. And yep. just have to, I'd have to know if I cut it and who's the, I want to be the beneficiary on my hair. I swear. I know. Imagine like you're not allowed to cut your hair. 100, like, I don't know how many pieces of hair on your head but like imagine like a bajillion accounts of yeah right of uh, yeah. financial fraud like your honor you just better just to give him the death penalty <laughs> yeah. at this point like, just cutting his hair yeah but um, we explained what insurance is and it's a risk controller it allows you to take risk from yourself and then give it to the insurance company because mm-hmm. we can't control all of life yeah we also shared strategies to lower your insurance costs as mm-hmm. well we did and then we also talked about some of the more important insurances that you need because there's a lot of insurances out there and you can insure a lot of things including my hair but should you probably not <laughs> but there's home renters insurance auto medical and if you're younger like us short-term disability is usually a good one because mm. there's not a very good chance that you're going to die but there is a good chance that you might get injured and won't be able to work for a little while yeah yeah and then speaking of death we talked about life insurance which is yeah. a big one and the importance of it in order to make sure that you shield your people that depend on you for your income from the financial hardship along with having to lose a loved one, a parent in this case. So true. And the importance of organizing your documentation Mm -hmm. into one place. I like to use a thumb drive and that way your spouse or your partner or just somebody knows, hey, all of my information is here in case I pass away. A big one too nowadays, what I want to make sure I touch on is passwords. Passwords have been, they lock everyone out and just because you say, oh, don't worry, when I'm dead, just put the face ID up to me. 
Um, <laughs> first off, it's kind of morbid. Uh, and I don't think your wife or husband wants to cut off your thumb and wear it around their <laughs> neck like a keychain. Dude, that's foul. Cut off your face. Gross. <laughs> that's foul. And then in our 11th episode... <laughs> Gross. All right. In our, yeah, what is this, like some um, Rob Zombie? Yeah, 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 yeah. The Hills Have Eyes type of people? Yeah, yeah. Right. In episode 11, we talked about higher education and the pursuit of lifelong learning. We shared that you have a choice in life. You don't have to go to college. You don't have to go straight into work. You get to choose what you think is going to be best for your life. But we did share some statistics about the difference between people going straight to college, which used to be the only, or used to you know, for millennials and yeah. my generation, that was that was what you had to do. Yeah. Um, to be successful. If you wanted to differentiate yourself. If you wanted to differentiate yourself, it'd be quote unquote successful. Yeah. But now we're starting to realize that that education, if everyone else has it too, 70% people have that education. The thing that actually separates you is not having that experience and going straight into work. Yeah. You know, and instead of coming, you know, using four years of your life and being on average $40,000 in debt, you can go directly into a trade route. Yeah. Or maybe you're a dental hygienist or an electrician or a yeah. plumber. Or just being an apprentice in the field you want to work in mm-hmm. and possibly have your education paid for by the company you're being apprenticed by. Yeah, I think it's very important. Nowadays, it's showing the degree doesn't mean anything. It's more showing the company what you can do. Yeah. So having a portfolio of things that say, like, look at all of that I've done means so much more than being like, well, look at this beautiful degree. Definitely. Definitely. No, I think that's 100% right. Yeah. And I think it's interesting how you're saying that, like, we have choices in life. Mm-hmm. We can make choices. We can make changes. And that ties in a little bit with our viewer mailbag. Okay. Yeah, we can definitely talk about that. But remember, before we before we move on to there, let's talk a little bit about just because you finish traditional college or mm-hmm. traditional path of education, and that's just where the journey begins. Yeah. At that point, that's where you get to start to learn about things that interest you, that liven you up, that make you want to continue to wake up every day to learn a little bit more. There's so much knowledge out there that I sometimes have – like issues with yeah. that there's so much knowledge that I will never have access to because I don't have access to that language Dang. or that I'll never be able to experience it. I mean, how many books were burned at Alexandria of how much information was lost there. Yeah. And even every day, there's so much information that's getting lost just because someone wipes a server yeah. and all that information goes with it. I saw this thing online. It was interesting. Uh, entrepreneur. He's like, he's like, Oh, you guys use Google? He goes, I use the Russian Google. He goes, because it's not censored by the Western media and these big corporations. I'm reading books that were banned. And it was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, I never thought about that. Yeah, well, Russia has a history of banning books too. (laughs) (laughs) And then we finally talked uh, in that episode, uh, on our last episode on Monday, about just because we're completing the Phi Crash Course, that's really just the starting point for us as well on our journey to help you reach your level of financial independence. This is not the end. Um, yeah, our expedition towards financial freedom and living the intentional life has just begun. So through mindful financial choices, we aim to help you to extract the most joy and fulfillment out of each day. Bingo. That's it. And with that being said, I think it's almost like we closed the chapter on the five crash course. It has. It's mm. sad day. Sad day. But luckily, we still have our listeners and our beautiful viewer mailbag. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Getting into the Five Friday Feedback viewer mailbag. We have a letter. We just got a letter. We just just got got a letter. letter. We just got a letter. (laughs) I wonder who who it's from. from. Um, Man, I can't believe we both remember that. Dude, I'm surprised we've done so many viewer mailbags and that's never come up. That's true. What? Damn, that's a song. 
Even the sound effect? Yeah, dude, I remember. Blue's dude, I, was great. I loved Blue's Clues as a kid. Like, You know, oh, you would love this. Uh, next time you come over to my house, I'll have to show you. My mom loved Blue's Clues. You know, remember the red chair from Blue's Clues? I do, yes. My mom bought a chair that just looks exactly like it. That's cool. It's I, exactly the same. I don't know if I've ever noticed it. It's in her room. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't I, have seen I've it. never seen it. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's so massive. It's so big. Well, um, you go ahead and read um, our lovely letter, and I will, yes, uh, I'll take my notes like I normally do. All righty. Letter. I am tired of living paycheck to paycheck. Please tell me what I should do differently. Cool. Dear Five Guys, I'm feeling lost and seeking your guidance. I just turned 25, and I'm working as an assistant teacher, earning almost $1,800 a month. Monthly expenses include rent, $802, with roommates, electricity, $50, water, sewer, trash, $50 as well, internet, $45, phone, $98. Uh, the first loan is $88. This is a month. Okay. Uh, the second loan is $212. Oh, boy. Okay. I, I assume is, is also a month. Um, and the minimum payments on credit cards are $45 for Chase and $100 plus for Apple Card. Uh, and which, that's just the minimum payment. Yeah, that's just the minimum payments. That's, that's a spicy payment, um, which are often maxed out due to groceries. Uh, you got to eat. Um, okay, so let's get into the bulk of this. After bills, I'm left with $305 for groceries. And that's if I get a full month's pay. As an assistant teacher, I don't get paid during holidays or summer breaks, leaving me worried about savings or paying off debt. I have no college degree, limited job opportunities in my area, and I don't drive, and I'm scared I won't be able to save or pay off my debts, and that worries me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm feeling a little bit stuck and having a quarter-life crisis. <laughs> I've been there. I love that. Um, damn, I'm also 25, so I'm like, I'm like, ooh, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast, and I don't know if your things... I don't know if the things you have spoken about for getting me out of debt and getting better with finance apply to me. Hmm. I'm an individual with a genuine desire to improve my financial situation. I just don't even know where to start. What do I do? Is this just my life now? From one in a quarter life crisis, stuck feeling trapped in a financial riptide, seeking fiscal clarity with you as a guide. Well, we are here to guide you as best as we can. Um, so the first thing I always want to do is I want to, first off, thank you for reaching out. And I want you to let you know that you're, you're really brave for reaching out and asking for help. Most people never do that. And they mm -hmm. end up just kind of meandering through life, hoping for the best, hoping that someone's going to come and save them. Yeah. So don't feel ashamed for seeking assistance at all. Um, and then the fear that you said that you have, that's completely normal. That fear just means that that fear is driving you towards taking a step outside of your comfort zone. Bingo. Even though you're uncomfortable right now because you're living basically paycheck to paycheck, it's what you know. So it is a bit comfortable. Um, yeah. So asking the first, asking the, this difficult question is the first thing you need to do in order to start on the right path. Yeah. And we'll absolutely. always talk about being on the right path, right? Yep. yep. Definitely. Uh, so first thing I got to do is I, I got to give you a little bit of tough love though. Yep. Um, what the hell do you mean that you don't know if the things that we've spoken about are going to help you get out of debt and get better at finances. How, how do you think that what we talked about will not apply to you? Yeah. Well, the, the stuff we talk about is general information. It's for everyone. Mm -hmm. it, anybody can use it. And it's what well, it's kind of like we wouldn't speak on it if we haven't done it ourselves. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely possible. Yeah. 
So what I think, what I, and I, I've, I've experienced this where people will say like, well, you're talking about things but that doesn't apply to me because I'm special and my situation's different. Yeah. Well, your situation isn't that different. No. Uh, it's, and I, afterwards we'll talk a little bit mm-hmm. about, about how it's very clear to see from someone outside looking in what you need to do, mm-hmm. but it's hard when you're in the situation. So it sounds like you might have some limiting beliefs as to what you need to work on. Um, so the first thing I want you to do is I want you to first know that you are deserving of being good and having a sound financial future. Mm-hmm. You can be good with money. It sounds like you're kind of putting off like that. You're, you're telling yourself that you can't be good with money. And what you tell yourself is going to be a reality. Do or do not. There is no try. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I want you to look into the mirror every morning and I want you to tell yourself that you will be good with money and that you are good with money. That's the first thing. I want you to stop this, this, belief, this limiting belief. And then I also want you to start looking at what thoughts and feelings do you have around money that is currently holding you back. I like that. Because what I find a lot of people who are in this situation where they feel stuck, they sometimes believe that they're not worthy mm. of being good with money or that somehow being good with money means that you're a bad person. And a lot of that comes back to their childhood where maybe mom and dad said, oh, well, people that have money are bad people because that means they took it from somebody else. Yeah. That's not true at all. Yeah. But you know, until you can overcome that belief, and I had all these beliefs, I, I get it, I do. It wasn't until I had my mindset shift and things kind of changed that everything else changed for me. So just tell yourself every day, stick to the grind. And then I just want to make a quick little point on the looking into the mirror and telling yourself that you're going to be good with money. I find that very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, for me personally, I have a notion thing. like a, It's basically like a, a journal, basically. And every morning uh, I write in it. And it's already filled out, right? So it has like my monthly goal, it has my weekly goal already there. And then you go down a little bit and I have about five bubbles that are already pre-filled in. It says, I am. And then... I fill it in every day. Oh, cool. So if I'm feeling sad, if I'm feeling bad, I'll write in there, like, I am happy. I am the best version of myself. I'm improving. I'm getting stronger every single day. And by the time I, I, I fill it out, I read it, you know, what, you know what? I am. I am getting better. I am getting stronger. I am good with money. I'm, I am trying my best. I'm doing good. You know, it really reinforces that positivity in your mindset and you just you can't move forward and grow when your mind is negative yep you You gotta gotta be positive get out of the mud Mm -hmm. and sometimes it just takes focusing on the positive that's why instead of saying like i have to do these things i have to go to work i have to do this i get to go to work yeah i get to and it's just it's it's a subtle difference it's it's one word it's have versus get yeah and it makes all the difference in life yeah you know even for me like with my my really strict diet it's not oh, I only get to eat once a day. No, I get to eat once a day because mm-hmm. that sets me up for the rest of my life. I have to wake up against the cold plunge. No, I get to get in the cold plunge. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm so blessed to have a cold plunge in my house. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, back to the tough love, though. Yeah, tough, tough love. You need to take some ownership of your life, man. <laughs> easy choice, hard life. Hard choice, easy life. Yeah. I know that you're not, you, you didn't purposely put yourself here. Um, but it's time we need to make a change and there's no better time than right now to start that change. Um, Seneca, the Stoic philosopher once said, the one thing that all fools have in common is that they are getting ready to start. Mm, so are you ready to start today? Oh my gosh. Oh my God. That's a, holy crap. 
The only thing, the one thing fools, mm-hmm. all fools have in common is that they're all getting ready to start. Oh my gosh. And that, that always happens. So many people think like, oh, in the new year I'll start. Next, next week I'll start. Whatever. Start right freaking now. But people do focus in, people think of their life as chapters. So if you can say like, we're, we're halfway through December. Today is what, the 15th? Something like that. Today is the 15th. So we're halfway through December. That's a, good, that's a good starting point. Or if you need to wait till January 1, you can and just turn the, that chapter on your, old, on your old self. Yeah. The old self who is living paycheck to paycheck, that's past you. When you look back at the story of your life, you're going to say, this was the chapter where I took control of my life. I, the five guys, Chris and Dom, told me the way it is, and I listened. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, all right. So first thing I want you to do is you got to focus on your habits, man. What do we talk about? What you make minus what you spend gets you to start being good with money. Bingo. 80 to 90% of it is focusing on your habits. Bingo. So let's look first off at your expenses, okay? Your expenses are already pretty low. Um, you did say that your phone is $98 a month which is high. That is pretty high. So I'm assuming at that point that you're also financing the phone. Mm-hmm. Bad decision. We can look back on that and say that was a bad decision. You probably shouldn't have financed the phone if you're already here. Yeah. Um, but I would also look maybe into Mint Mobile. I was there's, looking, there's so many services now. Yeah, I was just looking into Mint. It's $15 a month. 15. Now it piggybacks onto another one, so you're not going to be getting the prime services. Well, there's also um, there's also one by Verizon. It's like 25 bucks a month. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah. There, there, there's ways. There's, there's a few. There's a few. There are things. We got to cut as much of the expenses as possible. Yep. Yeah. Um, another thought is you're spending $800 a month with a roommate. I don't know what part of the country you're in, so that could either be really cheap or really expensive, yeah, yeah, <laughs> depending yeah, yeah. on where you are. But can you maybe move it back in with mom and dad? You're 25 years old. I know it's. That's still young. I know, but I, I know there's like a pride thing, and trust me, I feel that. Yeah. Like, there's definitely a pride thing. Can you move in with another family member for some time? Because mm-hmm. zeroing out your rent just for a little bit of time will give you some breathing room. Definitely. And that breathing room will give you a higher bird's eye view to detach from the situation to see what tactical moves you need to make next to be able to overcome this. Mm-hmm. But right now when you're mired in the mud like we just talked about, and you're saying, I'm not good with this, I can't figure this out, your thoughts and yeah. your words will become your reality. Definitely. Yeah. Um, the other side of the equation is make more money. This is honestly the low-hanging fruit here. Mm-hmm. I know that you're an assistant teacher, and I'm sure that you love what you do. I, I hope that you at least like what you do. Um, but you need to find a job that pays more. Like, c- can you get a part-time job? That's what I was thinking. Because, like, if you're an assistant teacher, maybe in choosing the, like, she, she or he, uh, they were saying that, you know, they don't get holidays. They don't get paid on holidays or summer break. That summer break is when you should get another job. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that job becomes more. Yep. Or you can, you can once school starts up again, that can be like your part-time job and you go back to this just to get your head out ahead above water. Yeah, and then that's, that's something that I wanted. That was actually going to be my next point. But like Perfect. what are you currently doing to earn money during summer and holiday breaks? Mm-hmm. Like is this just a vacation? Cause, yeah, because my fear is that you're saying like, oh, I can't, I can't figure this out. I guess I have these three months to figure it out. You just kind of mm-hmm. sit around. Yeah. And if you're, if you're in like a really bad state of depression, I understand what that feels like and to be like, I can't get out of this. But you, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. You need to be the person that get to start that change. So in episode 12 of, uh, of all the course and then episode whatever it was of the five crash course, we talked all about ways to increase your income. So please go back and listen to that. But can you start dog walking? 
you're already a teacher's assistant. Can you start tutoring? Can you do day labor, construction work? Uh, can you do night call shifts? Mm-hmm. All these things, while not glamorous, there are ways to increase your income, even just momentarily to get your head out of the water for a little while. Mm-hmm. So please go back and listen to episode 12. And then if you're not committed to teaching, if this isn't the route that you want to go, maybe look at a trade school or going into the military. You're 25 years old, you're young, hoping you're healthy. That might be a good a good path as well to maybe look at that. Yeah. I, for me personally, I think if I was in their situation, for the hours I wouldn't work, I would be focused 100% on side hustles. Yep, me too. 100%. You got to make more money. Yep. That's the only thing. And it's not like... This ain't rocket science. You know this. I know this. Chris knows this. Everybody knows this. You got to make more money. Got to make more money. Side hustles is the easiest way to do it. Whether that's gig economy work, whether that's starting an online store, whatever it takes to keep your costs low as absolutely small as possible, preferably zero. Yep. Because it doesn't cost anything to drive for Uber. You know, well, hey, this person doesn't drive, so that's why oh, I right. said like, dog walking that's right. or something that's right. like that. That's right. That's right. Dog thank, walking. Thank you for that. Picking up poop, like, um, hanging lights. Yeah. So for me, like just side hustling, creating something. You already have internet. I assume you got a phone or a laptop. Just creating a, a store or find a, a, a side hustle you can do from your home. Yeah, and I would I'd probably recommend gig economy stuff because the one thing that I worry about by saying like start a business is that those things take time to scale. Mm-hmm. And you're in the situation that you don't have that time to scale. You're, you're so stuck in it mm-hmm. that you're gonna give up. I think they're gonna give up too fast mm-hmm. if, they're, if, they're, if they're trying to wait. So yeah, I, guess, I would say get into stuff like, like, Rover would probably be a good mm-hmm. one. That's where I. That's where my mind's going, especially if you don't drive. Mm-hmm. Like you're getting to work somehow, so yeah. you probably know public transit. Yeah. So you're saving money on car. That's yeah. good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I didn't think about that because I know for uh, most business owners, they usually fail their first business. I've done it. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure you've done it. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Um, it's just that's just part of the game. You got to fail a few times before you can succeed. You fail forward. Yeah. Yes. Very true. Very yeah, you true. You learn a little bit more, but yeah, you need to start. You need to start figuring that out. Um, and please go back to episode twelve of the entire pod and the podcast about ways to increase your income. Re-listen to that and start looking for ways because there are a multitude of different ways. Shoot, you might even be able to go and negotiate with your current place. Yeah. Or ask for a raise. Ask for a raise. Just yeah. you can always ask. Yeah. Worst thing they can say is no. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, go online and start looking at what other teachers or other teaching assistants are making in your area. Yeah. And maybe other schools might pay more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe a private school. I don't know. Dude, tutoring pays. Yeah. It pays crazy. That's what I'm thinking too, is like this person, like they, they have a, they have this ability to just Mm -hmm. market to other people. You can go to your, to your classmate, to your students Mm -hmm. and say, Hey, or to the student's parents, Hey, little Timmy is really struggling. You know, I do offer tutoring services outside of normal school hours for a hundred dollars an hour. Yeah, I wasn't even gonna say. I was gonna say way less. You can make twice, three times, four times as much per hour. Mm-hmm. Just tutoring. Yep. Yeah. You definitely can. Well, and and you could have them come to your house. I don't know if that's something you'd be interested in, but I know a lot of teachers. That's how they taught. Yeah. Or now everything's virtual too. You can even just jump on Zoom. True. Do it. Yeah, that's that's actually so true. Yeah. And then number my next point is you need to stop maxing out your cards. Mm-hmm. Um, for and no more personal loans. I'm going to assume that majority of the things that you do. I know you said that all of that's going to food. Three hundred dollars a month for food for one person isn't super high, but it, you can you can cut those a little bit. You can definitely cut those a little bit. 
Um, try buying in bulk, try meal planning. My hope is that you're not eating out and stuff like that because that's really going to eat into this. Uh-huh. Uh, and then once you do, finally wipe out your debts. And it might take time, and that's okay. You stick to the path. Once you wipe out those debts, you need to commit to not bringing on any more debt. Uh-huh. Um, you can get out of this. I know you can, but it's going to take time. It's going to take commitment, and it's going to take consistent effort. I always like to say diamonds are formed under pressure. True. When you look back on this chapter of your life, you're going to say, I'm so thankful that I had this opportunity to go through this because it's going to set you up for having the right money mindset when you move on to the next stage. And I can talk to this from personal experience. I've been in this situation where you're just feeling like you're completely lost and there's no hope. And if you can keep that mentality, once you get out of it and you kind of stick to that grind, it's going to set you up just phenomenally. Definitely. So... Promise me that you are going to look in the mirror every day and tell yourself that you can't be good with money. Promise me that you will focus on the systems and the habits. And I promise you that I, that we will continue to put out good information that helps people like you on the path of financial independence. Definitely. Remember that you're the hero of your own story. We're just the guides. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Simple as that. Yeah. I mean, you got this. You do. As simple as that. You can be good with money. You yeah. are good with money. Yeah. People are in worse situations that have come back. Yep. And most importantly, you have the wherewithal and the courage to ask for help. Definitely. Definitely. With that being said, anything else on that topic? Not, uh, you know, I, I kind of touched on it, but I think it's important. I was rereading or I was talking to my wife last night mm-hmm. about detachment and mm-hmm. the ability to detach from situations and leadership skills and all things. And as you, as you read the per, the, this letter, I was just thinking, like, it's so clear. It's so easy. Like, you got to make more money, yeah. and you got to spend less money, yeah. and you got to wipe out those debts. But when you're in the situation, for this person who's in the situation, you can't see that. Because in a worse scenario, you're looking down the barrel of your gun, and all you see is that. You yeah. see down the barrel of that gun. It's not until you're able to detach. Stop looking down the barrel and get the wider perspective that you're able to see, oh, everything's so much clearer. So what I often ask myself when I'm in a situation that I don't know the answer to, you do know the answer. You just can't see it because you're in it. So ask yourself the same question. What would I do if my friend came to me with this problem? Mm, that's good. Yeah. That's really good, yeah. What would I do if someone came to me asking me for my advice in my situation? Bingo. Gives you that level of detachment. You'd be like, I would tell them to make more money. Yeah. I would tell them to get a job, a second yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. simple. And that's, well, what do you, then again, it comes down to what are you willing to do? Yeah. yeah. I hope you're willing to do anything that it does to get out of this. Anything that it takes. Anything yeah. that it takes. Yeah. Within reason. Like, I, yeah, I don't expect you to cut off your leg and try to sell that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And now I say we, uh, we get on to win of the week. Let's get on to win of the week. Win of the week. Win of the week. I will so, start this yeah, one. You're going to start this one? Yeah, I'll All start right. this one. I Go think you started last time. Right. Um, so, as you guys know, I'm really big into credit card hacking. Um, one of my most expensive credit cards is my Amex Platinum. Costs $700 a year, $695. And the hard thing about the Amex Platinum that makes it difficult for me to justify keeping every year is that there is no like big redemptions. Every It's like a coupon book. Mm. So you can get like access to um, some really nice gym membership and they'll take like $200 off. Like, like Equinox? Uh, I think it is Equinox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get like access to like Equinox where you get $200 off, which if there was an Equinox around here, I still wouldn't go because it costs more than I'm willing to spend for a gym. It's a really nice gym. Is it? It's, it's better than the one I go to. 
Is there any in the valley? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I'm not it's like an LA thing. I wouldn't go anyways. Yeah. But there's stuff like that, and there's like $200 credit for like staying at these luxury hotels that are outside of my price range because they're yeah. that luxury. One of the big ones on there that I have trouble spending on is every quarter, so twice a year, they give me a $50 refund for anything that I buy on Saks on Fifth Avenue. Mm. I don't know if you know anything about Saks on Fifth Avenue, Dom. Not too much. Not um, too much. It's bougie stuff. Not at that stage yet. And I don't buy bougie stuff. You know, I am at that stage. <laughs> Your wife's at that stage. Yeah. But yeah. I don't buy bougie stuff. So every time I get this, like, oh, hey, we give you $50. So that I have to try to justify the cost of the credit card, the $70. Yeah. yeah. But $50. And the cheapest thing, I looked during Black Friday to, like, try to find stuff for under $50. There was, like, nothing. No, even yeah. with Black Friday. Unless you want to, like, keychain. A candle. Yeah. yeah candle. Yeah, yeah, like, keychain. Yeah. And then you have to pay shipping and handling and all this stuff. So... I finally came to the realization, I don't know why it took me so long. And the, the weird thing is my wife and I both have this card. So we have $100 between us okay. a year. Yeah. The reason we both have the card is so we can both go into the companion lounge during when we fly because oh, we fly is so that, much. Is that the main perk of it? Yeah. Okay. That's the main perk. Is, is, this, is this the Southwest card? No, it's my uh, MX Platinum. Hmm. Okay. That's the one that lets me go into the, uh, the, the Sapphire Lounge. Not the Sapphire Lounge, I'm sorry. The Centurion Lounge. Hmm. And then the Priority Pass one. Okay. Um, but either way, so we get $100 each year that we can't combine. We can't like say, oh, because there are things that are $100 that we want. So I thought to myself, and if you have the South, or if you have the Amex card, you can purchase a $50 gift card on Saxon Fifth online. And then you basically get $50. Mm-hmm. And then you combine it and you can maybe wait. And so each year you can get $100. Mm. Or what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this $50 gift card as a Christmas gift. Oh, there you go. That's so much better. I was wondering. I was like, where's he angling with this one? Well, either that or you can just like start to stack them up if there is something that you do want. Because normally it's it's a use it or lose it. So on January 1st, if I don't spend my $50, it goes away. I lost it. Damn. So I have to spend that $50. So why not spend that $50 on a gift card that I can carry over into next year? That makes a lot of sense. It does. And it wasn't until just a few now. days ago that I yeah. was like, oh, there I'm you go. so dumb. It was, so, it was also clear, but I couldn't attach Interesting. Interesting. Well, cool. So, uh, my win of the week. What's your win of the week? My win of the week. Remember, it has to be financial. Shut up. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, we were sitting here and I was trying to figure out what my win of the week was. And I came to the realization is that I don't really spend that much money. And uh, my money is all, it's financially fine right now. Like, it's in all the proper accounts. I don't need to move or touch much of it. And I was like, Chris, I don't really have a win of the week. You know, I, I don't do much with my finances like it's fine like everything is managed everything is fine he's like dom that doesn't have to be about finance and i'm like what really he's like yeah it doesn't doesn't have to be about finance i'm like oh yeah he's like i remember the cold plunge thing i'm like oh my god yeah because remember i always say that we're our main focus is, is here on the five guys is about finance but getting better is getting better yep and growth in all aspects of life will increase aspects of other life including money Absolutely. So what's your one of the week, boss? My one of the week is related to the gym since I, I've i really enjoyed going to the gym recently. So recently I hit my yearly goal on chest press, which I thought was out of my grasp, to be honest. Uh, in the moment, I thought it was out of my grasp. Uh, so I was doing the chest press machine. It was This was a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting. Uh, the session before that, I was doing 115 pounds, and I was like, God, this is heavy. I'm just... I, I just don't have it today. I, like, my strength was just, like, weakened, to be fair. I hadn't taken my creatine, which doesn't really make any... 
that's puts, a whole other conversation. It puts more muscle. In it, it. Put more, it, it, put, it, does, it puts more water. But in like muscle. psychologically, I'm like, hi, I, I didn't take my creatine yesterday. Yeah. And it's yeah. like it's not a steroid, so it's it's a natural thing. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, I just feel weaker. And uh, I, I did my 115, and I moved on to my next machine. And uh, the next week, I came back and I was doing 145. Back to like that's like my max was like 175. Okay, 170. Uh, but I hit. I'll hit the max every now and again. But I was doing 145, and I was like, you know what? I'm sitting there like a psychopath, just like <laughs> staring at the weight, just like laughing to myself. I'm like, no. I'm, no, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to do this. And I'm like, I, I know what I have to do. So I put that thing on 200. Nice. And I'm like, there's no. Dude, th- this is the goal for the year. I'm like, we can do this? Bro, I sent that thing. I was like, oh, I got it out. I continued. And you know what? I did it. Nice, dude. I did it. And what's interesting about that is, like, we're so much closer to our goals than we really think we are. Mm-hmm. Just that one step. Just that one step. And that's that's pretty much it for my win of the week. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's David Goggins that says, you know, when you think you've hit your limit, yeah. you're 40% the way there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love that man. I love that man, too. Oh, that guy. Well, yeah. A little too extreme for me, but... Oh, he's great. I love him, but um, I, I, love I, it. I couldn't live that lifestyle. Oh, he's a Spartan, for sure. <laughs> he's a wild guy. But, um, yeah, guys, that's pretty much it on today's podcast. Don't forget to share it with anybody you, uh, you know, want to have good information about finance and yeah. life and whatnot. That's the fee for the show. If you that found is. any value, please tell the five guy about one person. And please like, subscribe, listen for more. Next week, this coming Monday, real, real soon... I'm going to be teaching you guys all about the Southwest Companion Pass and how my wife and I are able to have one of us fly for free pretty much everywhere. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's pretty epic. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll see you in the next one. Later, guys. This video podcast is sponsored by Monzon Wealth. The content in this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered financial advice. We do not endorse specific products or services. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests, not the podcast sponsor. It is crucial to consult with a qualified financial advisor or professional who can provide advice tailored to your specific needs before making any financial decisions, investments, or taking any other actions. If you are seeking specified help, you can reach out to Chris at monsonwealth.com.